0: Today we're going to see if we can begin a journey and maybe it's one that you can pick up on after we leave today and as we head into Christmas and get ready for all the things that happen on Christmas Eve and then Christmas Day. Today I'm going to ask you to probably step outside of your normal pattern, outside of where you normally lay in your day and, and try to transport you. Are you open to the possibility... That something really big could happen. Huge things, enormous things happen in the world. That really, really big things have happened already in the world. Those things, with the powerful presence of God and His Spirit, can actually happen right now in our midst here. So just kind of ask yourself that question Are you open to that? The second question I'd like to ask you is, do you believe? And I know that our initial response is, yes, I believe. But to what extent do you believe? Jesus did say that a mustard seed of faith is all that he needs. But I want to encourage you to think about what might be those barriers to faith. What might be those barriers to things that that keep you from believing fully in the Christmas story? Keep you from going into the Christmas story completely. I don't think that we've always had a hard time believing. Do you guys remember when you were kids? When you would believe almost anything? If someone told you that there was a magical land on the other side of that wardrobe over there, you'd probably believe it. I don't know what happened, but as I was getting ready for this Christmas message about the shepherds, this text from Luke kept coming back to me. And I felt like I really needed to share it because I think it told me something really valuable and important about what we can learn at Christmas time and how we can prepare ourselves best for Christmas. Jesus is with his disciples and some parents try to bring their children, their infants actually in this case, to him. And listen to what happens. People were bringing infants to Jesus so that he might touch them and when the disciples saw it, they sternly ordered them not to do it. But Jesus called for them and said, Let the little children come to me. And do not stop them, for it is to such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. Truly I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. Wow, I could hardly believe what I read. He who does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. And I started thinking how important it is for us to embrace that childlike spirit as we head into the Christmas season. A lot of times I think we discount that, but there is something that happens in us as we get older, we stop trusting and we stop believing. So today, as we enter the Christmas story, I'd like to walk into that Christmas story with you and try to immerse ourselves completely in it. So, maybe you're going to have to muster up a little bit of that childlike spirit in order to really embrace what the text could be telling you. I actually had an experience a couple years ago. It was at a staff party at my dad's church in Sacramento. They have it at his house. So, it's about 60 to 70 people that come out for this staff party in this little house. So, we try to make it as magical as possible to try to set out all the ornaments and all the different things. I don't know if you have your standards, but this was a little out of the ordinary. I saw a wardrobe that we have from Scotland, from our family, in the corner of the room, and it had the old, musty, kind of gross fur coats hanging in it. So I decided that I would take the, the, the pine branches that were left over from the tree and stick them out in between the fur coats. You get where I'm going with this? And I had a little snow falling out the edge of the wardrobe, and then I had a lion's tail. I don't know... Maybe this is the reason we keep such random junk around our houses, right? So, for some reason, we had a lion's tail. So, we put a lion's tail hanging out the edge of the wardrobe. And the kids would come and they would see this wardrobe in the middle of the room. And they knew what was going on. And I reminded them, I said, You know, it's just possible at the right time, if you open the wardrobe, you could possibly walk through the back of the wardrobe into a magical land called Narnia. The kids were just amazed, and they loved the story. And there was one kid that didn't quite get what I was saying. He didn't quite believe, he didn't quite trust. Walked to the back of the wardrobe and kind of knocked on it a little bit more. And he just decided that he was going to give the wardrobe a big push. And he pushed the wardrobe over in the middle of the living room. That story has stuck with me ever since. Because I think sometimes in our lives... We just go tip over the wardrobes. We ignore the manger. We ignore those places where God might want us to depart from our normal everyday and to really embrace the Christmas story. If we can step inside the story of the Christmas text today, it will become part of our story. So let's do it. I've employed one of my favorite storytellers. Have you guys heard of Garrison Keillor? He is one of the best storytellers in the world, and we have the privilege of having Garrison Keillor read the Christmas text. And I think that it might help us to be transported back in time, 2,000 years, to when those shepherds were out in the field. So let's listen to Garrison Keillor as he reads from Luke.
1: She wrapped him in strips of cloth and placed him in a manger there in the stable and there were shepherds living out in the fields near Bethlehem who were keeping watch over their flocks that night and suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified but the angel said to them don't be afraid I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people And the angel said to the shepherds, Today in the city of David a Savior has been born to you who is Christ the Lord, and this will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in strips of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill to men. And the shepherds went and found the stable and the family, the child lying in the manger, and they knelt down and thanked God. And once again in this dark church, we hear the miraculous story that we all know by heart of how God came to humankind and was born in a barn among animals and was first worshipped by common shepherds.
0: You may not know this, but shepherds at the time that Jesus was born were the lowest of the low. They were not well-respected individuals. If you've met a shepherd today, I don't know if you have met a shepherd, but they are very antisocial people, generally speaking, because they live alone. They live where the sheep live. And it's possible that there's, sh- there's shepherds that you might know, but I, I grew up and I had Aunt Kath and Aunt Belle and they were two women who were shepherds in the highlands of Scotland. And I also had Uncle Willie, who lived off on the edge of Scotland, and, and we visited him when he was very old. And I don't know if you've met shepherds, but they're just real people. They're just real people who've lived real lives. These shepherds were the only people that we know, for certain, were at the birth of Jesus. I don't know if I could put this into context for you, but the most important thing, Christian theology, up to this point, is the creation of the entire universe. God created all things, the earth and all that is in it. And then the incarnation, the birth of Jesus. And God chooses to announce the birth of his only son to shepherds? You you can sometimes take biblical stuff and take it too far. But don't you think it would be strange for us not to observe the significance that God told just shepherds of the birth of his son through these angels? Now, who are shepherds? Shepherds today might be the people who are actually watching the flocks. You may not know this, but there's people who right now watch the sheep and they're in the rain right now with the flocks. But I think we could think that the shepherds are you and I. Maybe we're the shepherds. Just normal, everyday people. And God comes to us in the midst of our workspaces. He comes to us in the midst of our fields in life. And he comes to us in the midst of our dark nights. We need to hear the message that the angels said to the shepherds on that first night. They said, fear not. If you're like me, there are times when I don't leave my space and and go in search of Christ. I don't leave my place of comfort and seek out Christ in the manger. For us today, the message is the same as those shepherds said to each other. Let us go now to Bethlehem and see. Let's go. Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened. And then as we enter the manger, the least likely place that we would expect to find Jesus. The broken mangers of our lives, the dusty corners. And it takes courage to push open that manger door. Can you imagine the shepherds heading out towards a manger in Bethlehem? Pushing open that door, wondering what they might find on the other side. I think our message today is to have the courage. One of the things I want to return to in the story of Luke is the end of the shepherd's story, which, which I couldn't get Garrison to read for us. So I thought I would finish up where he left off. But the text tells us, When the shepherds saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. One of the things that I think happens when we go into the Christmas story and we let go of all of that grinchness that we have, all those things that have been built up in our life that have really separated us from the ability to believe, to receive the kingdom of God as a child, One of the things that happens when we enter the Christmas story and we enter into the narrative, when we walk you through that wardrobe and we really experience all that God wants to communicate to us, this Christmas story becomes a part of our life and it becomes inseparable and we become one with Christ. And I don't know if you have had this experience, maybe you can remember it from when you were a child. There's this moment where someone says, James you've got a Christmas present under the tree here with your name on it. I don't know why, it always catches me. And I say, really? And I go over and I see it and they say, yeah, it's from someone who really loves you more than you can know. And I open that present and best present because it's the one thing that I could never, ever get for myself. And then I look around the tree and I see all the other presents, and they have the names of my friends and family, and there's also presents there with names of people I haven't even gotten to know yet. I think we go to the manger and we discover Christ there lying in the manger, it's like a great present that we can open at Christmas. Every year you get to open this present. You get to enter into the Christmas story and, and become one with Christ. But as we approach Christmas Eve, I can't encourage you enough because it's motivated me. and Maybe it'll motivate you too. When you see those presents under the tree with people's names and they don't even know that there's a present there for them. This gift of Christmas is available to all people. That's what the angel said to the shepherd. And I'd encourage you as we head out to Christmas and we get ready for, for Christmas Eve at Highlands Church, which really is an incredible experience. It's like a gift. If you've never been to a Christmas Eve service at Highlands, it is amazing. And if you've already been to a Christmas Eve service, you might be like the shepherds. You just can't help telling people what you've experienced there. And that's all you should do, really. You should just really communicate what you experienced. Be real with people, share with them the good news of great joy. So if you have one of those postcards, put someone's name on it. Give it to someone. Open the door for someone to come and visit the manger, to become one with Christ. Let's pray. God, we place everything we have in your hands. We can hardly believe it, God, but you've placed everything in our hands. You've transformed our hearts. And God, I pray that you would give us the ability to receive the kingdom of God this year with the spirit of a child. God, lift us up as we leave this space and open our eyes so that we can see the places, those dusty mangers, so that we can come closer to you in our everyday walk with life. And God, I pray that you would bless this church as we we move forward in faith and a new belief in you. We pray these things in the name of Jesus Christ who was born on that day so long ago.